Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner and head of the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danielle Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. And in this podcast, we're going to be discussing a difficult subject, but it's one very much in the news, sexual abuse in schools, and in particular, allegations surrounding children abusing their fellow pupils sexually and there are claims in the media of a rape culture in certain schools and Danny and I have have we not Danny discussed abuse in schools and in education settings before and we've also discussed in podcasts cultural dimensions to sexual abuse how there seems to be a culture developing where consent doesn't seem to be understood it's become blurred We've got issues of sexting and so on and use or misuse of intimate pictures and so on. So um, I've rambled on a bit there, but that's a bit of an intro. But am I right, Danny, that this is very much in the news, you know, all for bad reasons yet again? Yes. So over the last couple of weeks, we've we've seen a number of well-known schools hit the press because of these allegations. And as you say, we have done podcasts before, but we have focused mainly on abuse by teachers or employees. We haven't really considered this element of of pupil-on-pupil abuse because I don't think it's really talked about very much. So I thought it would be something that we should talk about. You know, many of our listeners may be parents or have children at these schools or, you know, just need to know really their position. Exactly. And of course, there's potential criminal liability on the part of the young people concerned if they've gone and sexually assaulted somebody. There's criminality potentially. And, you know, the criminal consequences of sexual assault can be extremely serious, resulting in custody. And that's leaving aside the impact on the victim. And we can come back to that in a moment. Yeah. And profound implications for families and schools if this kind of thing is actually happening. And of course, The age of consent is 16, and it seems, as we've discussed in other podcasts, that there's been a blurring of this, and that the age of consent being 16 seems to be conveniently forgotten, which causes considerable mischief, for want of a better term. So age of consent is 16. There can be serious criminal sanctions, consequences for the young persons involved, and yeah, and the ramifications for them and their families and their schools are enormous, you know, reputation, damaged relationships, you know, it's it doesn't even begin thinking about, does it? And the thing that I wanted to chat about when we did this podcast is also a number of accounts that I've read while I've done the research for this is that it, it it's known as a culture. So a lot of these girls or, or boys, when they're going into the school and they're much younger and are deemed that you know the wording is fresh meat they're coming into a potential culture where they think that this is normalized and also you know that they can't complain about this behavior because it's happening to everybody else 
Yes, um, it's the normalisation of the unacceptable. And I think we discussed, have we not, in a previous podcast, the fact that there was on mainstream television a programme sort of mid-evening which showed a lad in a sixth form college lad sending an intimate picture of himself to a fellow student who um, duly comes over and the inevitable happens. You know, it was made to look as though this is what you do, but this is normal. You know, here we had a very sort of middle class, prosperous family with this college lad, you know, 17, 18, whatever, taking a photograph using his iPhone of his um, anatomy, sending it over to this fellow student who Julie um, comes over and um, joins him in his bedroom. That was sending quite a, in my opinion, clear message that this is what you do. Isn't isn't this great? Isn't it marvellous? You know, this is what you do kind of thing. When quite clearly, in all seriousness, there's consequences for that, you know, particularly for the impressionable, the vulnerable and for, you know, you know, younger teens, you know. So in this television program, you know, I, I assume that, the you know, the two students were, you know, they were over the age of 17, quite uh, 16 rather, you know, 17, 18 or whatever. Fine, but it's very impressionable, very influential. And in many ways, there isn't much of a gap between 15, 16 and 17 sometimes. Well, technology is, you know, so fast paced. We've talked about this so much. And sometimes, you know, our laws, they don't keep up. But in this instance, I think when I was looking at it, my my concerns were, especially in private schools, a lot of children are boarders. So, you know, after those school hours, there's, there's been lots of accounts of, with alcohol use, sexual abuse, whilst one of the, you know, the parties are intoxicated. What you know chaperones are that, that that people have and what what's going on after school I guess whilst they're they're boarders mm, yeah you know normally most private schools you you have separate sex dorms to try to alleviate any sorts of mixing I guess that isn't watched but this is obviously clearly a problem at some of these schools from the accounts that are, have come out so far in the last couple of weeks from ex-pupils and current pupils Yes, and which leads me on to make, if I may say so, two points. Number one, there's a culture problem. And secondly, the law needs to actually step in. And I think where the law needs to step in is for there to be actually mandatory reporting. When these sort of allegations emerge, then it should be incumbent on any adult who hears of this to actually report to the authorities, the police, social services, whoever is responsible for safeguarding because you know the allegations and they are of course allegations do suggest that there is a cultural problem and that cultural problem can partly be addressed if adults accept that they have a responsibility it is not somebody else's problem or you cannot turn a blind eye or it's a case of oh well they're kids or whatever it happens to be you know it is a case where i think it clearly demonstrates there should be mandatory reporting you know there should be no shifting of the responsibility or sloping shoulders yeah. well i mean i think the sad, the sad reality is, is now that these stories have hit the, the mainline press and, and a number of these schools have been named and identified the schools have provided responses you know apologizing if anything has happened and that they're all going to do internal investigations one school is going to have an external investigation which they've commissioned 
to see what what's going on. But you know, I'm sure that the, that the parents of these pupils that may not realise what's happening in these schools that they're paying a lot of money to to expect their children to be safe and well looked after are going to be very upset and worried of, of these headlines that have come out in the last couple of weeks. Yes, there's welfare issues and of course there's the criminality issue and um, of course, but of course there is also civil consequences because if someone has been sexually assaulted or, or, or harmed in some way, they may well have a claim to bring against the institution concerned. There's always the possibility that a claim can be actually brought against the abuser himself or herself, as the case may be. And, you know, that has, again, profound consequences for the individuals concerned. Well, it would be interesting to see what these investigations show and whether they will come into the public domain, because, you know, the allegations are that the schools were aware to some extent of of what was going on or teachers were aware and were witnessing it. So, you know, there's going to be clear potential liabilities there. Very much so. And of course, we must make the point we are talking about allegations and I emphasise allegations. But on the basis of what's been reported in the media, I think we're justified in talking about the legal issues, because if if, for argument's sake, something has happened, a pupil has sexually assaulted another pupil, you know, it does raise all these issues about who's responsible. Why was it allowed to happen? How did it happen? Is there a cultural failing? Is there a consent issue? Is consent understood? Is there this culture that tolerates this kind of behaviour or permits it or encourages it? And what are the consequences to the individuals concerned, you know, both in criminal law and civil law? So I think the stories create very interesting legal issues, which potentially affect so many. Yeah, and I think it's important to say if this is affecting anyone who's listening, parent or, you know, young person and and they're at school and this is happening, I know that there's been a helpline set up. And then in our blog that follows with this podcast, we've also put a number of crisis lines and charities that people can reach out to if they need assistance or or guidance. Thank you very much, Danny. Uh, Thank you, listeners. I hope that you found this podcast of interest. As always, if our listeners have any suggestions for a future podcast, then please do contact either myself or Danny. Thanks as always. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.